Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. So, um, a few more things I want to say is um, I think last year, at this time of year, actually, I was um, I was uh, teaching a retreat at the Spirit Rock Meditation Center in California with Jack Cornfield. Some of you might know, He's a very respected uh, teacher. Uh, He's a mentor for me and a friend. And, and at that retreat uh, uh, last year, he was saying, he was saying, uh, talking about insight meditation. Insight meditation, if you don't know Vipassana or insight meditation, is, is uh, in this tradition, it's the main practice that we do. And often we teach it with metta because they go well together. So the insight is really the, uh, the curiosity and investigation and accuracy and precision in feeling the experience of the world, you know, and the wisdom that can come out of that. And then we all often bring metta because there's this warmth or coolness that comes with it that makes it so much more soft and so much more fluid and it makes the experience uh, more round, you could say, instead of being like just like, Let me feel reality, you know, and experience phenomena, you know. There's, there's this, oh, this. And when one does the vipassana or insight well, the result will be friendliness, you know. So we, we try to bring it from the get-go, we could say. And so back to Jack. He was saying, and I, it really struck me when he said that. He said, oh... So he's been teaching for maybe 40 years, let's say. He said, oh, for the first 30 years, we were we really believed that inside uh, Vipassana could do it. You know, like we were teaching it and teaching it. And he said, well, it took, it took us a few decades to really discover that actually it wouldn't work alone. You know, it would actually really need the loving kindness, the friendliness was... And when somebody who's been teaching for 40 years and is so respected as Jack Cornfield is, says something like this, it's worth taking notice, you know. And so much so that during the retreat, and I might be wrong, but I was attentive, and I think he never used the word mindfulness, which is the, the word that we usually use to describe the attention that we give to experience. He mainly only used the two words together, loving awareness. Can you bring you? And it was not a metta retreat. It was not a loving kindness retreat. It was a vipassana insight retreat, precision, uh, uh, investigation. And he kept saying, can you bring your loving awareness to the state of your mind heart, to the posture you're in, to sounds? Can you bring your loving awareness to, uh, uh, you know, while eating? Awareness of chewing, awareness of swallowing, awareness of taste appearing and dissolving, you know. But the loving awareness. And so much so that 
it was hard for me to make the difference between one and the other. And I had this uh, similar and different experience a few years back when I started my teacher training, sitting with Sylvia Borstein. Some of you might know her also. Very, again, respected uh, uh, teacher. Uh, really beautiful Dharma talks. You can hear her on Dharma Seed if you, uh, if you want when you go back home. But uh, she invited me to, uh, as a mentee, to uh, assist and be there for a meta retreat that she was teaching. And usually on a meta retreat, what one would uh, learn is a very sensitized, I would say, is that the right, is it, does that word even exist in English? Sensitized? Sensitized. Sensitized also. <laughs> 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 yeah, anyway. Uh, there's a way that we uh, classically, I would say, teach metta. And I will talk about this. Um, there's a way we that came an, a few hundred years after the Buddha. The Buddha didn't teach exactly like this, but it became, it became a way to teach metta where we, we sit like this and we bring to mind, and we'll do this together, we bring to mind somebody. So we have an image of somebody and we send wishes of well-being to this person. So that's a very classic way. I've always practiced like this. But this time I went to sit with uh, Silvio, who was doing a meta retreat. And what she did was just invite people to have a little bit of what I'm doing, I've been doing since yesterday. Just invite people to be present and see if they could meet in a friendly way, in an open way, whatever was there. Sounds again. Sensations in the body. Can there be a friendliness, an okayness with a non-violence? Often metta is translated like this, non-hatred. So you see it's not that grandiose, it's just the absence of hatred or resistance of opinion about it should be otherwise. Or, you know, Non-hatred, non-violence, openness. And so we did a whole week or ten days of this and at the end, I was like, wow, it's interesting. I've never done metta like this, and I'm not sh- I can't really see the difference with... Uh, it's not clear what is the difference with vipassana, or insight meditation, for those of you who know this practice. And so, it really put the twist in my metta practice. So this weekend, this, it's going to be colored by this. My invitation for us is going to be to actually see... See or feel, rather, feel what is a benevolent heart mind. You know, there's always something that is meeting reality, something, and it's good to know what it is. Sometimes, what is meeting reality is opinions about reality, you know, opinions about this one, you know, and it's good to become aware of this and feel into it. Is that really for my benefit? Is that for the benefit of others? Or another way to think about it is, is this liberating? Is this, is, does that have the taste of freedom? For me, personally, and you'll see this for yourself, when there is this little goodwill, this little opening up to this kind of engagement or commitment or like, okay, let me be there. Let me feel this really, you know, without 
pre-judice or pre-assumptions or just let me see if I can be with that broken heart just as it is with that heavy heart with that light heart just as it is with that neutral heart with that numbness just like this with this little I don't know what you know for me it's very clear that that has a taste of freedom that has a taste of uh, you know some maybe peace would be better word than happiness you know And so that's what I want to invite us to do, both in a, in a formal way as we sit here, and in an informal way. So it's a, it's, to me it's not just uh, you sit and you walk and you do meditation, but my invitation is to see if you can bring this when you're in your bedroom, when you're in the woods, you know, and... Uh, and so it has the quality of being non-judgmental. So that applies also when you're lost for 10, 15, or half an hour. You know, 10, 15 minutes or half an hour. Like, the, like oh no, I'm supposed to be friendly, be friendly! You know, like, <laughs> that, of course, wouldn't work, you know. So the the friendly attitude is also towards all the ways that will uh, escape or not find the path, you know, or, you know, I mean, it's going to be chaotic, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's uh, kind of the human uh, heart is, uh, is a complex, uh, a complex thing, you know, we don't have complete control over this clearly, yeah. But that's also, you see how wide this friendliness is, it's like, oh yeah, you know, the mind, it's a little fucked up. <laughs> you know it goes in all directions you don't want it to go can that be okay too you know and start over again start over again I hope my language is not too harsh forgive me if it is please um, and also this uh, for this to happen it needs so much relaxation you know that so if the mind is like setting a tone of like okay you know we gotta do that you know like let this go right away if you can you know it's it's a moment to moment thing and it's a simple thing and and uh, and the best friend that one can have is relaxation maybe ease so my special little trick and I've Hopefully I'll remind it to you. It might work for you. My special little trick is before I start any activity, like before I start the sitting now or the walking later or the eating, one trick, if you can remember it, is to think how... You might have heard me say this, but to bring this question, how can this next activity bring ease, bring kindness, put a word there or two qualities that you want, you know. How can this next activity bring presence? How can this 
putting my shoes or grabbing my coat in the little room where 30 people want to get their coat out, you know, at the same time, how can, you know, navigating this traffic there can bring ease and kindness? Because it can easily bring impatience, uh, you know, self-blame, like I'm on the way, I'm in the way, I'm in everybody's way all the time when I put my shoes, you know. How can the putting my shoes as I go out here uh, facilitate or foster whatever you, word use works for you? Foster ease and freedom, some, something of that nature. So the sitting here now also, how can the sitting here bring simplicity and friendliness? Or uh, yeah. Okay. All right, so let's find the posture that uh, will work for you. And after the sit, while we, when we go to walking, I'll talk about posture to those who want to hear about it. You know? So I'll invite you to stay maybe if you want to, and we can talk about this. Just in case this was a little too heady, what I just told you, uh, I'll just pitch in a little meta story there to maybe help create the field. Of, uh. So a number of months ago uh, in uh, New York City, uh, uh, there's this really funny thing and touching thing that, that happened, and you might have been aware of it. I mentioned it in the, one of the... Wednesday evening class because uh, one of my colleagues Anushka Fernandopoli had found this out and shared this on a retreat so a few months ago there was um, on one of the subway lines in New York City there was uh, uh, three little kittens that were seen on the rail on the on the rail and they actually uh, shut down the whole uh, subway line for a number of hours in search of the three kittens And uh, the news coverage was like, you know, the subway has been shut down because three kittens, and they had some, you know, iPhone photos that some people have taken. You can see just the tail. (laughs) 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 Apparently, they're in that area, and then they would the reporter on TV would uh, would ask people, you know, would late were late for work, and you know, like you imagine New York, you know, people are very busy, they have places to go and things to do, and and then they would ask people, and people were like, yeah, I don't know, have they found them? Have they found them? <laughs> and uh, and then on the news, it was like they've been found, they've been rescued, the three kittens have been rescued, you know. And uh, I I think it's a beautiful uh, kind of. A, expression of kindness, you know, like that, that's available in the heart, even of the most busy people uh, living in the, you know, places where you want to, 
you know, accumulate money and success, and you're able to put this aside for a few minutes and say, like, wow, there are lives. You know, it's the recognition of sensitivity. uh, I don't know if that sentient life means sensitivity. In my mind, it does, you know. But that we're we're living beings. We have senses. We're sensitive. And sensitivity makes us fragile, you know, because we're touched by things, we can be hurt, we, we can feel pain, you know, and in this practice we become sensitive to our own sensitivity and people's sensitivity, so much so that even if we have an enemy, we can say like, wow, this person also uh, can feel in the mind pain and in the body pain and stuff, and it, even if they've done something really horrible, or even if they're extremely confused about life, Still, they are fragile, and so are we. And so just by sitting here this weekend, we'll discover how sensitive we are, I think, uh, how impacted we are by the world and inner life. So finding a posture that works uh, for us, where there won't be, uh, you know, fidgeting much, where we can uh, really land for a number of minutes here. Take a moment to just feel the, maybe the inner landscape. What's the tone in there? Is there um, availability, you could say, or, or not? And that's quite okay, whatever version is there. the amount of life that is there, the quality of life that is there, is there tiredness or excitement or just notice the level of energy that is present. It's just like this now. Can that be okay? And that uh, friendliness that we want to invite to discover might be a little uh, curiosity in there, the, kind of the wanting to know what's happening. What is it like to be this human being right now? How it manifests? 
This is a question I use also a lot. Can that be okay right now? These feelings in the legs, maybe these sensations. The answer might be, yeah, totally okay. Or it might be, yeah, I guess it can be okay. can take a moment to feel the belly the life in there if you want you could put your hand on the belly your friendly hand your friendly attention loving awareness if that works for you and in the presence that uh, we want to invite, there is this uh, quality of intimacy. Huh? There's really the feeling of the touch of the hand against the cloth or the belly. Feeling the touch or heat or movement. you want, you can also bring the attention and the hand or the hand and the chest. Just the way that you want to do it. Feel the sensations there, the life there in the chest area, opening to whatever is felt there, just as it is. When we use phrases in the metta, we don't have to. We can just be there with this friendly attitude. There are phrases that one can play with. As one is aware of uh, their sitting here and their feeling, their aliveness, 
and can think, may I be happy? May I be safe? This wish can find itself in the silence or in the phrasing. May I love myself just as I am right now. So you might feel your experience as you're sitting here. With goodwill. Or you might think of yourself while repeating one, two, or three of these phrases. May I be safe. May I be healthy and strong. May I live with ease and joy. In the next few minutes, Cultivate your silent uh, presence or your loving kindness through these phrases that you repeat slowly. Make one choice and go for it.
might not be your habitual way to use your thinking mind or your habitual attitude, this presence. So of course you'll get lost here and there or won't see the point you know, clearly. You're invited to start again without judging, without thinking about this too much, in a very simple way. Just to see how it's going to unfold.
you take refuge from the scattered the mind uh, into the present moment that will build a concentration the mind can flip-flop in all directions but you decide to give it just the field of the present moment of sensations and sounds to be, be met in a friendly way and that's going to gather the mind unify the mind protect it if you're playing with the sentences that is your field of concentration your refuge may I be safe May I be healthy. May I live with ease. Repeating them again and again becomes a refuge for the mind.
There's a poem by uh, Rumi. I don't remember it by heart, but there's a little piece that goes something like this. It says, um, beyond ideas of right-doing and wrong-doing, you might have heard that, beyond, beyond ideas of right-doing and wrong-doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there when the souls lay in that grass. And then he proceeds to say how, say how beautiful <laughs> it is in that field. And so that's, from my take, it's a lot of what we do. We go beyond the ideas of the, the ideas we have about stuff. You know, the, the uh, it could have been like this, it should have been like this. If it's like this, what am I going to do with it? We let go of all this, and then we enter a different field, a field of connection. I give you two choices here. It's a tricky thing to do to a student. You know, it's a, as if we were in an art class, and I said you could do sculpture or you could do drawing, and then you're like. I'll do sculpture, and then I have the pen, and <laughs> you know, like yeah, okay, I'll do sculpture. I'll go towards this, or I'll go d- do the drawing. So I'm giving you two choices here: to go with the sentences and explore that field for a while, or to stay in the field of just presence to whatever it is to uh, appears in experience here. You know, the sensations in the leg, the sounds, the body breathing. Uh, something like this. But in both cases, we're entering that other field that Rumi's talking about. We're leaving our ideas about the world and we come in a world of connection with something, sustained connection with something. In the case of just... some, Did some of you do this? Just stay there in silence and see what would be like to be there in a f- very friendly, simple way? Yeah. So just to be here... I love this place because to me this rumbling of the... It's an amazing uh, concentration object, this rumbling of the heating system. I can I don't have to look for any object. I can just rest there, take refuge there. Love that sound. You know, it's not an annoying sound for me. If it was, I would probably not choose it as an anchor. But I can just sit here and give generously my full attention to that vibration that it's just another part of the experience of life you know it's not very relevant what it is it's the quality of my attention that is in, that is of importance you know. and if suddenly uh, the sensations in the leg come at the forefront then i give my loving attention to that and i can see the disturbances yeah but you didn't Decide what you're going to do at four o'clock this afternoon. Merci, but no, not now. Just with this, the quality of friendliness. I could have chosen to go with the sentences, so just sit here and say, you know, may I be happy, may I be peaceful, may I live with ease, and just take refuge in that in these sentences. So refuge in the heating system or refuge in the sentences. In both cases, there's a, the, the mind is giving, is giving itself to a certain field. Yeah? And in that, there's going to be the development of concentration, the generosity of the going back there, going back there, going back there. It can become a whole world. Yeah? Uh, 
and this, there's neuroplasticity happening there, you know. There's a moving away from the habitual way to be scattered or be obsessed by, you know, and going towards just this simplicity. It can f- seem hard sometimes to do that. But in time, it'll get easier and easier, and you might find that it's, it's an amazing thing to, to do. And then you go home and you lose the heating system. Oh, I've lost the heating system. <laughs> it's not important because then there'll be something else. There'll be the cat, you know. There'll be the son, the daughter. There'll be the carrot to chop, you know. It's, it's not very important. But there'll be the presence will, will be there. Yeah. Are there questions about this practice? Did I confuse you well, or <laughs> did I help clarify a little bit what we're doing? Please feel free to say it. Okay. So, um, the next practice is a walking practice. So, very similar. Again, I would say two choice. I hope I make... Anyway, you give feedback maybe at some point, at least at the end of the retreat, is the two choices Pascal was right. Way too complex. But <laughs> the practice is walking. It's very simple. In this, uh, this walking back and forth, that's what we do in this uh, tradition. We choose a spot inside or outside uh, where we walk for 10 to 15, 20 paces alone. So you find your own little spot. And you just walk back and forth. And if you chose the sculpture, <laughs> the being present, then you'll just feel what it is to be in the cold, or the wind, or the... You'll feel the foot uh, placing on the floor, on the ground. You'll feel something of life. And give your presence to that. Give your attention to that. You know? Sounds, maybe and just be there as you walk back and forth. Or if you decide to go with the sentences, then again, it's two, three sentences <coughs> that one repeats very slowly, knowing what they say, because it feels appropriate. Not, uh, may I have this contract that I've been waiting for. <laughs> it's not like this. We're not like uh, trying to hit for something. We're try- It's about well-being, you know. So may I have a few... Uh, one sentences that I can give you that you can make your own but may I be safe and protected from inner and outer harm or may may I be safe may I have mental happiness or may I be contented may I be peaceful may I be healthy May I accept my limitations with grace if there is you know, dis-ease. May I take care of myself happily or joyfully. These are just uh, sentences like that you can make your own. May I be well in body and mind. And so, as you walk, you would just uh, commit to a few sentences and see what would happen. This can be extremely powerful in the sense that the mind 
gets wrapped around these sentences, the sense, the intention that is behind them, the, the wishing well to oneself. And knowing that you can always re-establish the presence. Questions about the walking? Many of you have done this uh, before. But just as an exercise, I would suggest that uh, we uh, uh, we stand up now and and. Try to do it with this quality of, uh, you know, how can the standing up bring presence instead of standing up so I'm up and come on, let's go, let's go do it, you know. Just what it is like to stand up. So many things happening as one stands up. I invite you to do it. And be uh, embodied. One thing that I like about this practice that is very obvious to me, and I hope it will be for you also, is that the link between present, being there for what's happening instead of in my ideas, being there for what's happening and the the experience of contentment, for me are very close. Because when I'm there and I bring real interest and care about just this, whatever it is, with the curiosity, with the the engagement with reality, there's this, oh, there's plenty of life here. Why am I always in my head about stuff, you know? When there's lots of life here, if it's painful, there's lots of life to care about. If it's uh, pleasant, there's a lot of life to appreciate. And if it's neutral, it's a good opportunity to learn to be there too. So I'm not hooked on absolutely pleasant or displeasant in my life. I can be there when there's (coughs) not so much going on also. You know, have that freedom that I don't need things to be pleasant or unpleasant. You know, I don't don't get hooked like this. I can be there when there's not much happening, and I'm f- a free mind. So just standing up like this, and if you want to, just sway maybe slowly from one side to the other, eyes open or closed, and just feel this. Do you agree with me that there is life there? It's not much, you know, it's not like IMAX movie, surround sound, you know. I don't know how they call it jolt per second, you know, like they have to give you at least five different images or ang- per second, so otherwise you get bored. You know. It's just, just being embodied like that. If you do this outside, you have the whole of nature suddenly, the cold, the wind, the movement of air, the warmth. So you can come back to more stillness maybe and feel that. In general, the walking um, Sessions are forty-five minutes. That might that might be the right length for you. Time to put your boots and coats, go out, come back in. Might be perfect, or it might be too long. 
because of your f physical uh, needs or something like this. So take care of yourself. But I would really encourage you to try it some minutes. You know, for most of us, it can be uh, it can be most of the length of the time. But if for a reason or for another you need to actually sit, then you could sit with this very comfy sofas and chairs here and there, or sit outside and just feel. Anyway, whatever you do, be there or have the sentences rolling. One time I sat at a retreat for a month I was having these sentences in my head that I was repeating. You take good care of yourself, my love. I was talking to me often in the you form, it worked better for some reason. You know, we have to find our way in there. You love yourself as you are. And the instruction was from the moment you wake up in the morning, 5, 5.30, with the bell. From the moment you wake up, as soon as you remember, bring the phrases. And as you come down to sit, as you are in the line for food, try to see if you can keep these phrases going and see what will happen in time. So you see the level of commitment is pretty... Uh, that really is an adventure. You know, that's not real regular life. So it's fun. I like adventures. <laughs> <laughs> and so again, your silent loving kindness or your spoken loving kindness. Which one will you choose for that next period? Be careful with the mind that is like, should I, should I not? It's not very important. Go for one, go for it. You know? Then you can switch on the next, uh, maybe and spur the other way. But don't deliberate so much, because that's, that's not the field. That's the wrongdoing, right doing, just before. Okay, enjoy. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.